0: Right, right here, we are live. What is going on, guys? You are live here in the sit down on the Built in Buffalo Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Joined, of course, with your host, the Buffalo Sauce Guy. But you can follow me on Twitter at Buffalo Sauce Guide. And, of course, my wonderful out of this world. You know, he appears on two shows this week for Built in Buffalo. My co host, the Mafia Montage. Look, Lance himself, brother. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Bill's Mafia. How you doing?
0: And if I'll you guys haven't done so already, right, please give him a follow. answer and 24 right now. Right, right in second.
1: Smash those likes. Share it. Share yeah, the and guys.
0: Up. The Built in Buffalo Network is in partnership with both, uh, all three of these, actually, because we actually added one in recent weeks. We are in partnership with Total Sports Buffalo for total uh, signings, autograph memorabilia, all that stuff, including a in Micah Hyde and Jordan Porter signing coming up in September. I had to mention that because I myself was like, whoa, ding, ding, ding. So, guys, Total Sports Buffalo, awesome stuff. Give them a check on our Facebook. We're also in partnership with Picasso's Pizza and now Ticket IQ, which I'm learning some more about this stuff. I'm excited about it. Built to Buffalo is doing great things. we got a killer show for you guys tonight. Lance, we're going to kick off the intro, and I hope you come back ready to sit down with the, with the best uh, energy be that you have. i sick. Computer is a little slow today. up from Josh Allen because you guys are officially live here in the sit-down on the Built-In Buffalo Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter with the Buffalo Sauce Guide Mafia Montage. Before we start this show off, which we've got a killer show for you guys, number one, rest in peace to Luke Knox, the brother of uh, Bill's starting tight end, Dawson Knox. We're going to take a brief moment of silence. Please, I hope you guys can uh, respect that. Now, the reason i like to say that is because, of course, our thoughts and prayers are with Dawson Knox, who's in a huge year, coming off of his best year in football so far, and coming into the Bills year that has so much expectations. But, of course, family comes first before anything, so our thoughts and prayers from all of us here at Built to Buffalo, and, of course, here I'm going to sit down with myself and Lance, are with Dawson Knox and his family at this time. Uh, and to you guys out there in the comments, let's see what you guys are saying at this very moment before we get the shows kicked off for you. So I see, I believe, Brian Van Syke, who is the host of Breaking Tables. Got
1: guy on there. Yeah, hey, coming give back a little, for a little guys, bit more, Brian. Give a little shout out, brother. Give him a little <laughs> shout out
0: for a second, of course. Yeah, I love it. Great show last
1: night. And he's, uh, looks like every Thursday at 8 p.m., you can catch uh, Breaking Tables podcast. What a great, great dude. Uh, super welcoming. And we, we had fun.
0: Of course, um, also, Larry Kovacchia says, let's go, boys. I wonder who that is. Uh, John Herring on YouTube says, what up, peeps? Well, what is up to you, John? Make sure to comment with us all throughout the show. Nancy Nelson Sykes says, hello. Mom's here. Mom's here. <laughs> well, Lance, let me talk to you, brother. Uh, first off, last, last week, great great uh, episode, and that led to a great preseason win, right? But before we get to that, we're only 20 days away from professional football being In the regular season, no more preseason, no more training camp. We're going to be week one, Bills versus Rams in L.A. So we're going to talk about, in honor of 20 days away, who is your guys' favorite and who are mine and Lance's favorite guys to ever wear number 20 of all time? I'm going to say first and foremost, so I hope you don't steal it, number 20, Corey Graham. It's got to be Corey Graham, your hometown kid, played on a pretty good Buffalo defense next to Aaron Williams, I I believe was the other safety. Um, And they were pretty solid back there. So... I liked Corey Graham. I also remember being at a preseason game. I think it was against the Bears. He played for the Bears. His family were there and everything like that. So that's kind of what I learned about Corey Graham. But awesome player for the for the time that he was with the Buffalo Bills, wearing 20. But Lance, who do you got, my friend?
1: One, Travis Henry. is uh, Love that guy. Um, art Running back, obviously, was really good. Um, you know, in the trenches, just a steamroller. And then I uh, really like to punish people at the point of attack.
0: So, Yeah, and I think um, Travis Henry would probably be most people's answers, but I kind of wanted to go a little bit away from the crowd. And plus, Corey Graham, um, like I said, played on some teams that were like right there, you know what I mean, and he was still a solid anchor. He was really good in his time in Buffalo. Buffalo Buffalo's always had some great safeties. You know, I just now thought of that. We're talking about Bird, until we got back there now. Broke, guys. So, guys, last week was great, uh, and Friday of the night uh, to get you guys ready for the, uh, the game the next day. Here in the sit-down, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you guys as many facts as we can, but we want to get you guys as possibly hyped up on here as possible. So, Lance, let's talk first about last week's 27-24 to win over the Indianapolis Colts. And I think, obviously, people like to see us that we came back in one, but what are your first thoughts on the went
1: overall as to what we did well against them. Yeah, and I think the young guys really did a good job of stepping up and uh, showing some of their talent, which was really cool to see. Um, the lines, both uh, offensively and defensively, kind of struggled, but um, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, obviously, uh, Barkley had a pretty good day, and uh, you know we had some guys really – you know, stand out and make some plays, cause some turnovers, and uh, you know, overall didn't didn't beat ourselves uh, to the point of losing the game. So that was nice.
0: Yeah, I think um, the things that we probably did the most well were we didn't get hurt. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the that's the thing I care yeah, about yeah, the absolute most. Yeah, you know, but but I mean, from a standpoint of how they played, I thought. From what I saw, obviously, the highlights were going to be within the receivers, which we're going to talk more about at, at later on in the show. But it's, again, I think the consistency, the, uh, the, pr- the preparation, it just seems like this is a, a professional team. Versus previous years that we played, you know, it wasn't really necessarily we felt like it was a, a team of, of professionals. We felt like, you know, college kids to be. We weren't always that kind of atmosphere and culture, and that's something that Buffalo has instilled so that when I see it even in the preseason – it's good to it's good to see the discipline that exists out there with this football team, uh, no matter what the situation is. Because of course, even though it is preseason, you can't afford hiccups. That's why we're going to possibly see some uh, certain players tomorrow, which we will talk more about that as well. But Lance, let me ask you first and foremost: What did we not do very well against the Indianapolis Colts last week?
1: Well, we didn't uh, play quarterback very well while Case Keenan was in the game. That was. Uh a little bit of a disaster and that's uh, what led to us getting down in the game, I think. But we, um, you know, again, the lines struggled on both ends. They, they really didn't um, pressure much at the beginning and they really struggled to uh, to. but I mean, again, it's ones versus two, so I'm not going to be too crazy about that, but you know, it's just something, you know, they got to work through.
0: Now, for those of you that are just now tuning in, by the way, please hit that like and share. Subscribe to us if you haven't done so already. Give Built in Buffalo a follow on Twitter. Give them a like on Facebook. And also follow myself, Buffalo BuffaloSoftScott, on Twitter. And, of course, my co-host, the Mafia Montage, and Lancer, and 24. So we're right now talking about what we didn't necessarily do well last week against the Colts. And I'll say, I just think it showed again that maybe, Casey, we have to – people want to know if we're going to be okay if – he goes down. QB1 goes down, right? People want to know if we're going to be okay. And I think that Case Keenum showed us maybe that he won't. If You know, he won't be the guy that can meet us. But, of course, that gave another positive. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley, I thought, moved well. I mean, the one interception we talked about, it, it, it wasn't his fault, but he was just moving as if he was comfortable with being the quarterback. And that's what I like about Matt Barkley. I'm really happy that we brought him back this year. I think some of the other things that we didn't do well. I James Cook got he couldn't get it going, but it's also it's so tough because it is the preseason. You you wonder if if guys are really truly going a hundred percent because in a sense, yeah, it does. It's a game that doesn't matter if you if you're pretty sure that you have a starting spot, but you should never take anything for granted. That's kind of my thoughts. But I think yeah, I think it gets uh,
1: pretty dangerous when you're going out there and not giving yes. it a hundred percent. So I think yeah. they. Hopefully, uh, you know, won't do that.
0: Now, I think it's, 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 uh, I think overall that we played a very good game, and it's hard to take anything away that's negative. I mean, I think we're just overall clicking as a football team, and I think that we're really, really ready to just get to the regular season. I know you guys out there are also very ready. Let's see some of the comments, too, real quick, Lance, before we move on uh, to our next little segment here. Yeah, Dave says,
1: please like and share and comment. So appreciate that, guys. If you can uh, interact with us and, and like what we're doing here, uh, show us your appreciation, and, you know, we're here to entertain you. So please, you know, interact as much as we can, and we'll try to, uh, you know, accommodate that.
0: Give uh, Yeah, I was going to say to this real quick, let me take this. Lone Wolf says, what, Rex Ryan wasn't a perfect – Rex Ryan. That's how I think of him, Rex Ryan. Because when I, went, when I went to training camp and Rex Ryan was the head coach, all I'm going to say is this. Guys were racket. Days are cool. Walk in. It just didn't look like an upbeat, let's work our asses off type of mentality that existed on the practice field, Okay. Bring in Sean McDermott. You know, Mr. Quiet. The guy, is, he's got everybody running. Everybody's moving. I wasn't I wasn't moving slow when it was uh time to get off the side, you know, to the sidelines or or get to the uh the water station whenever I was playing football. So you don't want to see that with a professional team. I just thought that uh Sean McDermott definitely brings out a different element. Rex Ryan, of course, too. You know, couldn't get us to win that Super Bowl. Like you said, you're going to
1: eventually do. Go ahead, take this one, Mike. Yeah, uh, Lord help us if Barkley has to play against a real defense. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it that definitely adds comfort when you know he's out there beating third teamers and guys that aren't going to see the field in a real NFL game. So I definitely understand that sentiment, but um, you know, I think that. You know, at least with Case, you know, yeah, he wasn't the greatest at completing passes and things. But I don't think procedurally he was overly terrible. I don't think we had procedure penalties and things like that. So, you know, he can still show us that he can get in and out of the huddle, you know, get the plays called effectively. And, you know, if we needed to, uh, you know, run our our three-headed monster down people's throat uh, with Case at quarterback, I think would be, you know, okay at it and you know not uh not struggle too bad you gotta remember you know there's no game plans here everything's pretty basic out there we're not calling anything that has any sort of uh you know special concept to it or or you know super uh you know reads to it you're not going through a, a super you know difficult progression of any sort you're yeah just, and it's very simple this too.
0: What, like, what would we really need, realistically? What what would Matt Barkley have to do to win games? I mean, we still have a lot of guys out there that are, you know, all-world uh, – I think Stephon Diggs is an all-world receiver, right? He's the type of guy that can really do great things for you. And, I mean, you have good, good talent that you're throwing the football to as a backup quarterback, back number one. Right. But let's see what the run game does. Let's see how the offensive line plays. Because if the offensive line can't protect Matt Barkley in that situation, that's where it's going to get a lot harder. That's what – that's where I get a little bit afraid of. But I do think if he has to step into any situation just to win a couple games, um, at least we have somebody that has shown us that he can sort of do that. So let's move on to our next segment, too, guys. Of course, you are live here in the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Of course, Built-in Buffalo is a partnership with Total Sports Buffalo, Costas Pizza, and Ticket IQ. You're live here with the Buffalo Shotgun and the Mafia Montage. So – Two guys, obviously, I think are going to make a lot of guys' uh, lists for this, but I want to see maybe five, four or five guys that you got as to what players stood out the absolute most in last week's win over the courts, Lance.
1: I'm going with four guys that I wanted to talk about, and it's the two outside corners, the rookies, Elam and Benford, and then the two linebackers. Um, you had Give me their names. Lost it. Uh the two rookie linebackers there. Uh, Specter. Spectre. And uh what's the other guy's name there? Anyway, so you know, Elam and uh Benford getting those reps against the number one wide receivers for the Colts, Pierce and Pittman. I was so hyped for that to to begin the game. And then when uh when it happened, I was like, Yes, this is perfect and i can't i can't imagine the notes they took for that and they're they're probably uh going to be much better off for having had those guys uh you know have those matchups bernard that's the other guy Trail bernard yes bernard, that's bernard. bernard. That's, i was just going to say
0: that yeah. it just clicked to me too yeah so bernard yeah strict too right you put the yeah, that
1: you know so those two guys um i didn't even hear of those well. guys'
0: names you know previously that's what kind of throws yeah. me out so yeah
1: yeah you know I think that just watching I, I like to watch the defense uh, quite a bit and I think those those four really were like you know hey we didn't expect anybody to to come out and and uh, show up like that and and they just they just did and they they took it over so it was nice it was nice you know fourth down breakups or third down breakups to for, force a fourth down you know this is stuff that you know is awesome. it's, it's just great to see these young guys stepping up so quickly. You know, to to play at a decently high level, you know, just prove like, hey, I think I heard today, you know, like all of our draft picks this year basically are pretty serviceable NFL players. Like we're probably going to get most of them, uh, you know, on our team for the four or five year contracts they get. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, I think when I talk about four players that probably stood up the absolute most to me, it's going to be, first of all, Khalil Shakir. Isaiah Hodgins number two, Boogie Basham number three, and I would probably say Kyler Long four. Now I'm gonna say Khalil Shakir because five catches, 92 yards, but his separation. Oh my goodness, Lance! Like it's it's a thing of beauty. He looks as if he's already a polished uh, veteran receiver. Like he's got the intangibles, he's got the speed, he's got the hands. I like that he could play inside, outside. It doesn't matter. So way to step into that role because hey, even though they didn't play. Uh, they did. They play most. They played most of their starters, correct? I think it's just John Terry that didn't play, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm okay. not sure if Leonard. So, I'm not sure if Leonard was out there either. But
0: well, yeah, I'm sure that maybe he wasn't out there. But but the point is, is that he's playing against guys that you know have seen the football field probably okay. at least on a regular season game at some point. Um, if not, they've been in previous preseasons or whatever. But he stood out to me. Then I looked at Isaiah Hodgins too. Isaiah Hodgins also just his. His size is, is, is underrated, obviously, He's 6'4". I mean, people forgot about that when we uh, we originally drafted him. That's why I thought when we drafted him, he was going to be a tough competition for Dave Davis as to who was really going to be that guy out of the two rookie receivers that we drafted at that moment. So I thought he had the ability to pull the ball in at some tough times, and I saw a little bit of that as well at the return of the blue and right? I've seen this from him in previous training camps, obviously not getting a chance to – preseason in uh, 2020 and last year, I think he was coming off of an injury. So um, I think it was the ACL, was it wasn't an ACL injury possibly, but I know he was out for the whole season. So coming back from that is kind of tough to get. People just think that, you know, because you're healthy, you're good to go. No, it can take a lot longer to fully recover from it. So I thought he stepped in and did a great job. I think Boogie Bisham, uh getting pressure. He's going to be competing with Greg Russell for the first team snaps. I mean, either one of the two guys could really step into that role uh, alongside Von Miller on that defensive line. I think that adds so much to these guys' games, and i like to see that. And then fourth, for, like you said, Kyrie Lam getting a chance to go against Michael Pittman a little bit. It's a guy that's really got a lot on his shoulders, even though people might not think so. Notre Dame is white at this very moment. Kyrie is kind of, in a way, expected to really step into that role and just play as best as he possibly can. And I think right now, especially after a little bit of a shaky training camp for a little bit, he is definitely stepping into that role as of right now, and I cannot wait to see from him uh, as to what else he's got. So, guys, uh, we're going to mo- check out what you, what you guys are going to say in the comments over there. By the way, Jessica, thank you so much for saying Bernard, even though it was like five seconds after we figured it out. Yeah. Um, Lone Wolf says Shakir did well. I tend to agree with that. Penny Andrews, welcome back into the sit-down. How the hell are you? Uh, says, no bills. Is the only draft pick that won't pan out, it seems like. Okay. We'll touch
1: base on that on i little bit, uh, during ones. the uh, – Yeah, we'll touch base on that in a, in a little bit here.
0: And Jessica Tennis says, I have T.D. Jesus, Austin, Blackshear, competing for last roster spot on offense. Uh, I think wide receivers uh, that are rocks are Diggs, Davis, Crowder, Mackenzie Shakir uh, is between Kumaro and Hodgins. Uh Which one will be number seven? I can kind of see that as well. The uh, the Stevenson thing kind of makes it tough with with injury, obviously. So will show what kind of player he is. Yes, he did. He was bowling Quentin Nelson quite a bit too, which I'm sure Lance is going to talk about at some point. Uh, What it do, baby? What up, Kirby? How the hell are you doing? Welcome in. God bless. Happy Friday. And finally, Jessica says Stevenson is going to play uh, the practice squad. So – Lance, let's move on to, of course, what our wide receivers that are going to make this team are. And some of you guys actually got a chance to answer that. We appreciate that, Lance. Let me get your, um, let me get your who as to who makes the the roster for receivers.
1: Yeah, right. We have Diggs and Davis are probably safe, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, you think? and you know you have uh, McKenzie and Shakir are the next two on my list. I don't know. I have to see more this week we'll see what crowder looks like integrated in this offense i'm assuming with the signing they made they're gonna keep him so i'll put him in at five and then uh, if hodgins can play special teams at a high level or at a decent level he could probably make it over kumaro probably don't need to keep kumaro um we would only keep him for special teams purposes. So if Hodgins can fill that special teams role or somebody else can fill that somewhere, then, you know, I don't see Kumaro making it at this point. So we'll have to see how that all pans out. And did I leave one off or, oh, Tavon is- Austin? I don't think he's.
0: No, I don't think. So I think I'd as say- to who's going to be there is obviously number one and two. I don't have to say. Isaiah McKenzie's definitely going to make the team at this point. Um, unless drastic happens. I definitely think number four is where we're going to kind of start looking a little bit. I don't know if Carter's guaranteed a spot. I just think you are going to probably put – it's tough, right, because they have so much depth. I really think that each one of them does something well. Like, you know, Isaiah Hodges, though, is showing that he's got a little bit of an all-around game to him, and you cannot underestimate that size. So, to me, he definitely makes this team – and he, I think he obviously, I think he honestly gets some snaps too. I don't think Crowder's gonna make the team. I just have this feeling that on the inside that Crowder's not gonna make the team. So obviously, I got Kalil Shakir too. As to if they keep seven, tough. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's tough. Like right? at that point, do they keep Kumaro? I don't know. Tavian Austin, I don't think is gonna make this team. You know, I I think it's. He's played a long time in this league. He's definitely had a solid career, but it's just it's the guys that we have on the team that right, right now are better than Tavon Austin is my opinion. So I think Crowder has a shot. It just all comes down to what are we going to keep on other positions? And right now, that's a tough decision to be making at one Bills draft. So let's see what you, some of you guys in the comments are actually saying right now, too. Dixon De, uh, Davis or walks, to us, see Ned Ryerson said.
1: I like Crowder. The- I like this point too. You know, he's proven. So maybe we, we're not seeing him because we don't need to. And uh, Ned says Kumaro makes the team before Crowder. So differing opinions out there. I yeah. love to see it. You know, it's like uh, again, Spin says Crowder's a lock. We already know what Crowder offers. So that's kind of proven in this league. So looks like uh, Spin and Ned gotta make some uh, got a bet to make in there. So uh, Jessica, this is a good one
0: too. Uh, Jessica Tennis says uh, will be a great replacement when one of the top three gets hurt. Carter for the money is staying on the roster. Now we're we're not paying him all that much money, if I'm correct. I think I
1: think it's enough to to be right there. I think that we're again. I think what we signed him for and everything, and, and that he is the proven guy in the league. That I'm I'm thinking that they're they're looking at keeping him around you know, as that veteran presence, kind of the Manuel Sanders. I mean, I know Manuel was really integrated in the offense. He was kind of wide receiver two last year. We don't necessarily need Crowder to be wide receiver two this year. If, if Davis is going to step into that, but, you know, I see us being able to run four wide, you know, and, and then Crowder is going to be an important piece of that. We'll have two slot receivers on either side. It is three million. Assuming receivers. that, so
0: it's like, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Crowder at this point could, could not be, we're not seeing much like you guys said because he's already proven that, I mean, obviously I don't know. So if that's the case, then that's the case. But I mean, I think he's a good player. I just, I, I get worried about his injury history. And that's kind of what makes me look at the other guys a little bit more. It's not his it's not his exactly. talent. It's the, it's the, it's the solidarity and, and the ability to be on the football field if we need you. Um, that's, where that's where I think the
1: narrative is going to change after this game. When he gets on, he should get some time this week. And hopefully people can get their eyes on him. I think that's been the big thing. People just haven't gotten their eyes on him much this year, you know, during the the preseason yet. So maybe seeing a couple of completions from Josh to Crowder or maybe even uh, Case Keenum to Crowder would potentially, you know, kind of ease people's minds on, okay, you know, hey, you know, this guy can play. We know that, you know, look at what he's done. You know, get just people want to get their eyes on him for sure, I think.
0: Now, I tell you, if Kumaro and Hydens don't make or one of them two does not make the, uh, the, the active squad. I don't think they're gonna make it to the practice squad. either. I just don't. I think right now those two are showing a lot of talent and a lot of ability to play football for a lot of other football teams. And of course, there are other people that are that are paid to go and make you know see what other players are are performing well on other teams. So it, it's again, if that's the guys that you think are better and the guys are gonna be on the football field, then by all means you take them, Carter, whoever it is. I know that we just have a, a really stacked wide receiver room and one that. Makes it a tough decision to have, but that's a better problem than to not have. So, I, I love what I'm seeing as a former receiver. Like I said, I love what I'm seeing from our receivers. I love Stephante's, I love Dave Davis. I think they're gonna have a huge year. I would really like to see Isaiah Hodges get a chance because I think that size makes you just a little bit different if you figure it out. Look at Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, big dudes, right? Uh, but of course. Money comes down to a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of who they that they think is going to make the most difference on the football field, and that could be crowded. So I'd like to see in the coming weeks. Let's move on, guys. You're alive. You're going to sit down on the Built in Buffalo Network on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're live here with the Sauce God and Mafia Montage, which, by the way, Mafia Montage, you're going to go ahead and take over because it is offensive and defensive line madness. You're you
1: got a little madness here. The madness is that all of our offensive linemen are now back healthy. I think Butker, I don't know if he's 100% going to play this week, but that would be about it. So we're going to see a little bit um, of the right tackle battle between Questenberry and, um, man, I am not doing good with names today. Who's the right tackle? Jimenez, Mike.
0: Yeah, so I know. I'm, just here, I'm just here to experience it. So don't get, so <laughs> By the don't way, guys, mind. this is an employee of the day mug from 97 Rock. I got my 716 shirt on. You know, down, down. Yeah, Josh, jump in. I'm just ready. Just over there here. You, just, you didn't remember Spencer Brown's? Spencer Brown.
1: <laughs> it, it must have been a my long head, fucking day, yeah. my friend. It's been a long week. Man. I, had a, I had a lot of different things going on. You know what? Though that it just like probably,
0: loosened me up a little bit. Yeah, honestly. Hey, like, anyway, let's loosen the shoulders. Yep, let's get back to that offensive and defensive line montage. Come
1: on. So Lone Wolf says. Yeah, so uh, just gonna go back <laughs> real quick and revisit this comment that I said we would touch on So I, I like I liked. Uh, what they uh, two yeah, find it here. I can't stop laughing about this. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you're gonna have your starting five, right? We're gonna have um, Deion Dawkins, Roger Saffold, Mitch Morse, Ryan Bates, and then. Uh, David Quisenberry out there uh, protecting Allen. And then, you know, you're going to see some of the other guys. It'll be interesting to see who rotates in after that. So, uh, you know, according to some of the things I'm seeing online, you know, it may be uh, Doyle, Butker, Mance, Ford, and Brown out there. And we'll see. Um, The Luke Tenuta comment, uh, I don't know where it went anyways, but uh, he's, you know, very, very young. I, I, I like that they draft, you know, they're going to draft a guy like that who they have to develop and he's going go to go onto the practice squad and I don't think he's going to get poached and we'll see, you know, how it goes. I think that, um, Chrome, Krom- is a really good coach. He's really getting the best out of these guys. So guys like Cody Ford, you're going to see, um, have the opportunity to, to resurface here and, and those kind of things. So I don't know with our, depth at line right now if Cody's gonna be able to make the team, but we'll we'll kind of see how that works out. And I like that we have this kind of a depth and versatility on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: I was just listening.
1: And the and the defensive line, um just love it. They had some uh videos out, the Bills posted the videos of get to know your defensive line. I mean these guys are just Everyone's having a good time. Shaq Lawson was mic'd up during the preseason game, and it was just uh, pure entertainment out there. I mean, these guys are just absolutely uh, eating each other up. It's it's such a cool thing to see, you know, this defensive line have such um, chemistry with each other, and I think it's going to translate to a really uh, scary unit when they get on the field for real in L.A. I
0: truly think that chemistry – is so so underrated when it comes to how an offensive line does as a unit and how a defensive line does as a unit. So I thought that the way that Bill's pass rush was able to sort of get after um, showed me a lot of good signs. It still makes me wonder what it's going to be like when Vaughn Miller does get out there. I think it's going to be a much different dynamic. I, I really, for me, as an offensive-minded guy, obviously I just want to see that the line really do their job and protect Josh tomorrow and protect our other two guys as well. Because, you know, it's if there's really – we've discussed this in previous weeks too, Lance, if there's any small weak point to this team, and I don't really think there is any, it would be the offensive line as a whole. You know what I mean? Like that would yeah. possibly be the only one. So I'm uh, curious to see as how they do it tomorrow uh, against the Broncos, which is what we're going to go ahead and move into with our next segment, guys. We're going to give you a little uh, brief. Uh, preview of this and then of course we're going to talk about some of the things that we hope to see from this game. You are live during the sit down. Now Lance, I know that the Bills are going to play some starters tomorrow. Um, I think it's going to be really great. We're going to talk about some of those starters we're going to see, but apparently Denver is not going to play starters. Um, and I'm wondering as to, uh, well, we're going to get to that in just a moment, but I'm wondering as to what do you think Uh, is this kind of a normal thing that they're going to not play their starters versus we are going to play some of our starters? Is that normal to you or no?
1: I'm not sure. And I'm wondering if these coaches, uh, you know, have the conversation, say, okay, this is what we want to do through this game. Because, look, I mean, people are saying, oh, don't play them. It's preseason. But, it's, dude, it's just another practice. It's just another practice game. It's not – it's a joint practice you know, nobody in the in the league actually cares about the score of the games, except for the Ravens, apparently, the 121 straight. But, you know, nobody – it's another It's another way to get, get these guys reps and not have to hit each other. It's it's really uh, – if you take it into account, I mean, they were going to be practicing anyway. They're not necessarily uh, – and they should be going pretty full speed in practice to get the most out of their reps. So this is just an extension of that. And, yeah, there's a timing – you know, they, it's a real, you know, game format. But, you know, it's just another exhibition game. It's not yeah, – I, I get it. You know, football's a physical sport. They could get hurt. But, look, these guys need to get these reps. We got a couple guys – or we got a, more than a couple guys that are new now. It's not like last year where, you know, most of the people were returning. We can just kind of, you know, play them for a little bit here. And then I think, you know, with our starters playing, I, I really just think maybe – You know, they don't want to get, you know, maybe Denver's like, hey, we're going to wait till we get in front of our fans next week if they're home next week, maybe. And so that's what I was wondering what McDermott would do is if he's going to say, hey, let our let our fans see our guys, you know, and then maybe protect them on the road next week.
0: Yeah, um, and by the way, I see some of you guys out there in the comments that are really just absolutely going at each other. I see between Spin and Ned Ryerson, which has absolutely got me kind of laughing my ass off between, you, between that and you forgetting Spencer Brown's name. Hey, yeah, just, what am just, I even doing here? Whew! We're going to take your credentials at the door, pal. I know, just man. Kidding.
1: Too, too but, many polar seltzers here, you know? Now, yeah. that
0: leads me to our next segment, too. But, uh, also that was a good point. I do wonder if these coaches talking, hey, could you play your first team guys this week or you you know, play your second team guys? You know, of course, because – The coaches do tend to communicate pretty well. Um, In training camp, we've seen that. Teams go to other teams. I think even the Cardinals were with the Cowboys this year. Something like that. Um, That kind of stuff is common, of course. But this right here is something that was not common to us uh, when we read about this. Because we were talking about he ain't going to play the whole season last week on Friday night in the sit-down. So this week, Sean McDermott said, screw you, Ant Lance. Watch this. Josh Allen and most starters are expected to play. Thoughts on that, buddy?
1: I, uh, now have a ticket to the game and I didn't till, uh, today. So, uh, so yeah, I, I just, I love it. I want to see it. I want to be there for the atmosphere. Um, I'm going to be out at the game. And, uh, I just, you know, I, I'm very, very excited to see just him getting, you know, a couple series, hopefully doesn't need to be crazy, but he said a healthy amount. So I expect more than one series, at least. but who knows, um, I had the over under like seven and a half minutes. So it's like two series or so. And uh, we'll see, you know, how long, how long they last out there. But I mean, I think it depends on what their success is. You know, what are they doing? Are they looking like they don't need any more reps or are they looking like, boy, they could use some more. And I think that's going to play. I mean, that's what McDermott's going to look at. He doesn't really care about all this other stuff. Uh, He's going to say, all right, do they look like they need more reps? Yes or no? And then he's going to make his decision on that.
0: Now, I think that it's uh, – I wonder if maybe they thought about how last season panned out uh, to start the season, of course, like we've yeah. also talked about here. So I maybe think that maybe they're just – maybe maybe for a second they're getting a little too complacent or something in practice perhaps. I mean, I think obviously you can't really always – back, especially as a football coach – you can't always think about, you can't think about injuries unless it's a situation you absolutely don't. So that's why coaches have the opportunity to not play players or to play players. You know what I mean? That's that's up to them. But also in moments where there's a certain amount of time left and you're already killing a team, you think you take the quarterback out. That's up to a coach, right? But I think it's a good thing to see Josh Allen, see the field. It, it is kids day. That's awesome, of course, because Josh will only sign for kids. I think that it's good to be out there in a scenario, as Lance spoke about, we don't have Brian Dable up there anymore. So is Ken Dorsey is going to be on the field? He's going to be up in the booth? And how is it going to be when they're talking in the headset to each other? It just, it's a much different dynamic. Now, a good example that I'll give you guys as to something this is like was in the movie Apollo 13, right? They didn't want to bring in a a, uh, a backup pilot. You know, they brought in Kevin Bacon. I'm screwing up the whole thing anyways, because... They already knew the sound of each other's voices. They knew the sound of each other's tone. They knew what each other were implying, this and that. They had that open line of communication. It just was working. But that's not saying that what Ken Dorsey and Josh are currently doing isn't working. That just means that they have to get a taste for what it's like in a regular season game because it will be packed tomorrow. It will be in Buffalo, of course. So that's a great chance to get that as a, a little bit of a dress rehearsal. Now, as to... Will we see them for our final preseason game, Lance? I mean, I think that it's good to see most of these starters out there. I wonder how much Vaughn's going to play. I, I honestly don't know if we'll see him at all. I don't know because he's a little—he's he's only 33, yes, but he's older technically. Um, I think we'll see a good amount of Stefan Diggs. With Josh Allen, I don't think you're not going to have both of them on the football field. So as long as Josh is out there, I think maybe at least one series, maybe two. Not a full quarter. I highly doubt a full quarter. If they imagine he goes a full game. <laughs> I just of course be healthy. Do what you gotta do, boys, protect our guys. That is uh, uh what my thoughts are. Let's see what some of you guys out there are saying at this very moment. Uh before we move on. Adal yeah,
1: yeah, same down. And uh, Jessica
0: Tennis says a Vaughn and day's play. I see uh, that is all we really got at this moment. So of course, awesome stuff. We are excited to see starters play nonetheless. Uh, you are live here in the sit-down on the Built to Buffalo Network with the Buffalo Soft Scott. Follow me on Twitter if you haven't done so already. Buffalo Soft Scott. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of the above, and give my guy here, Mafia Montage. You just had a great segment with the offensive and the defensive line. Madness of the week, which he will get to more of for this week. But we're going to move on at this point as to what we would like to see more of this week versus last week. Now, for me, Lance... The first thing I want to say, less turnovers, less turnovers. Case Keenum needs to learn to protect the ball a little bit. He needs to learn to feel a little bit more comfortable back there if he wants a shot at being QB2. I want to see less of that. I want to see more of the clean play. I think I want to see, uh, when it comes to players, I think I'd like to see a little bit more of Crowder this week because I'd like to see that I could be proven wrong. Okay, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. I'd like to see... I want to see more of the specter guy. I mean, I really want to see more of him. I want to see how he does uh, against the Broncos. Of course, we're not going to see a lot of the starters out there. So I wonder how they're going to do against, you know, the second third, whatever. Um, that's pretty much what I would like to see more. Cause I thought we played a great overall game. We won the game. Uh, what would you like to see? Williams?
1: I want to see some more points uh, on offense. I want to see the offense produce more points. Um, and there's multiple things that go into that, obviously, but, the, the point of the matter is the defense put up seven, okay? And, you know, we had a couple of field goals there. Uh, so what did the offense do? Two scores, right? Um, so I want to see two scores in the first quarter, you know? I want our starters to go out there and go two drives and score two touchdowns. You know, that's mm-hmm. how I just want to score points um, and, and really uh, show that, you know, this team is able to – move the ball up and down the field, and especially because of the situation with Denver not playing their starters. I think it's a reverse of last week, right? Now, Indy, I don't think, came out and blew our backups out of the water. I want to see the Bills blow Denver's backups out of the water. I don't want to see anything where they say, oh, Denver's young guys really stepped up against the, the starting lineup, you know what I mean? So it's like, no, when we go out there and we're playing backups especially, I want to see these guys really excel and score some points.
0: Yeah, I think that, and I would like to see less penalties too. That is something that yeah. I see. Um, who is it up there that says it? See. Another one. That would just disappear again. But anyways, less penalties obviously would translate, I think to more points, less turnovers would translate to more points as well. Yeah. I just want to see, because, you know, I think Case Keenan didn't play well, but that means uh, the one interception that Matt Barkley did have, hey, you got to haul that ball in. You know what I mean? you, you just got to haul that ball in. I want to see more clean play, less penalties, less turnovers, and that right there is going to make me a very, very happy man, along with the uh, final score that is the Buffalo Bills winning. Oh, uh, yes, there it is, Bobby Hall. Bobby Hall says less penalties. I, I, I couldn't agree anymore with you. So let's move on to the next segment here, Lance. Um, your your mafia montage Madness, again, for the offensive and defensive line this week. What do you expect to see a little bit tomorrow from both sides of the football?
1: Yeah, I expect to see some penetration when it comes to the defensive line. Obviously, I really want to see uh, early and consistent pressure on uh, the Broncos quarterbacks. Again, with them not playing many starters or any starters, I don't see a situation where we shouldn't be dominating these guys. So I want to see those pressures. I want to see guys winning the one-on-one matchups on the line. And then on the offensive side, I just want to see how cohesive these ones can work together. You know, I don't know how much they're going to play together, but at least we know we're going to have the starting five out there for the, at least the first play of the game, let's say, you know, so even that, just how do these guys uh, uh, fit in? How are they working together? Um, and then please keep Josh from, from touching the ground against a second-team defense. You know, that's not – again, you know, you say turnovers, right, turnovers, penalties, and then any pressures or sacks. We shouldn't really be having those kind of things here when we have our starting line against a backup defensive front. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, I think – whew. I just want to see some Greg Russo out there getting his chance to really show that he's going to earn those uh, majority of first-team reps. I think it's just an intense battle that's really going on there. I love what I'm – I really like what I'm also seeing, by the way, as to the offense uh, offensive players having each other's backs and the defensive players having each other's backs, right? There was another fight this week, which, by the way, I didn't have for us to talk about, but I'm going to bring it up because yeah. it just gets me a little amped thinking about it, right? So you got – the Defensive players, you know, shoving the offensive players like it's like it's like you know, the in the, uh, what's the west side story with the whatever in the jets? I can't think of the other one, but I don't, I don't know what that is. But you got the two sides out there just kind of duping it out, but they got each other's backs. Man, imagine when they got to play another team's defense or another team's offense. Like, I'm just so excited for this Buffalo Bills team to finally get out there. This is week two of the preseason, we're getting that much closer, 20 days away. From week one of the regular season in Los Amen. Angeles, which kicks off with the Buffalo Bills, baby. You're live here in the sit-down of the built-in Buffalo Network in partnership with Total Sports Buffalo, Picasso's Pizza, and of course, now, brand new, Ticket IQ. You're live here with the Buffalo Sauce Guide, which you can follow me on Twitter, at Buffalo Sauce Guide. And my co-host, of course, We just had another segment of that madness on the offensive and defensive line, my co-host, Mafia Montage, at N 24 um, we're gonna move on to our next segment as well. What a wonderful show it's been! I tell you what, Lance, I'm fired up. It's the weekend. We got football tomorrow, one o'clock, to NFL Network. Uh, I know, Lance, I'm so bummed I can't go with you. We are gonna hit so many football games this year, though, and we are gonna be there with you, Bills Mafia. You guys gotta make sure you meet up with us, bitch. No artifacts All right. So our next uh, discussion here is gonna be something that I think we really need. We need to figure this one out, right? Because we brought one guy here to be the backup and one guy to be the third string, I think, was what we all assumed, right? Yep. Who is going to get the majority of reps at QB tomorrow after the performances that we saw from both quarterbacks last week, Lance? Yeah,
1: it seems like Keenum needs more reps, right? So hopefully he gets as much uh, healthy amount of reps as, as uh, McDermott was saying. You know, as Hopefully he gets uh, gets the majority because if he's getting the majority, that means hopefully that he's – playing well now if he uh gets a quick hook i think it'd be mcdermott protecting it so i I really think that you know seeing him get more of the reps um after Allen goes out would be really good because i hope that means that he's you know performing well and mcdermott wants to see him you know keep uh you know building up confidence there yeah i
0: think okay so i think yeah, Keenum could because he, he needs it, obviously. But, again, maybe you see more from Matt Barkley just because you are expecting him to take the start of the backup's role. Not the starter. I was going to say the starting quarterback. Not backup quarterback. <laughs> I was going to say the that. back. Um, I think that Matt Barkley has, at this point, shown me enough that he should be in that spot. I mean, he sat behind Josh Allen previously. He's already been here in Buffalo. As I said before, he looked much more comfortable when he played out there. I think overall, Case Keenum might get more snaps just because you want to see if, hey, can he figure it out, he needs the reps. But I maybe think you see him play more of the game in, in game three, um, just to know if you really even want to keep him at this point. Because I do expect us to keep have three quarterbacks on the roster, but I just... Those two interceptions and the fact that his feet didn't look comfortable, he wasn't really making good throws. And, yeah, I think one of them wasn't really his fault necessarily, but Barkley is just – I know that Keenum has played better before, and he's definitely had much more success at quarterback. uh, In this league than Matt Barkley has, with obviously a playoff win under his belt, he's been a starter for a lot of teams. I just think even though he's – technically better i don't think he's playing better than matt barkley is at this very moment and i think when the bills look at positions they look at anything they look at the continuity right they love continuity which how i love continuity it's just a good sounding word right but matt barkley's been there he's a great friend of josh Allen. not to say that case kingdom isn't vibing well but i think that's why i'm going to probably expect to see a little bit more of matt barkley tomorrow and I think we'll expect to see Case Keenum the majority of, of the, uh, the third game of the season. That's 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 what I'm thinking. What do you guys out there in the comments say at this very moment?
1: I like this uh, from Spin. You know, Keenum, we know, is better than Barkley, obviously. And we just want him to see him put it together. I mean, I don't think he played against top-tier talent last week uh, by any means. Yeah, there were some starters out there. But I think even when he was throwing some interceptions, you know, I think only – was it one was uh maybe tipped and then it got intercepted, and the other one yeah. was just a maybe a poor decision. But, it was a bad thing. Um you know, he's not playing he wasn't playing the starters during at least one of those interceptions where he made the bad decision from my recollection. So um, you know, I, I I definitely we you know, I think we know that those three guys are gonna ride with us and you know, like I say, Keith Keenum's gonna be fine, but hopefully he gets more reps. The other thing I was thinking, just to uh, circle back, I want to see what you guys think about this. I think Allen may only play the first series in the first quarter, but I'd be interested to see if they have Allen come in to start the third quarter because what I think McDermott wants to do is get the reps of, okay, what's your pregame ritual? Go in, start the game. Okay. Now go in for halftime, what's your ritual? Come out, start, you know, are we on offense or defense? I don't know. You know, go out there and, and go into the game. So that'll be interesting to see because McDermott did say, which quarters and this, that. He put some nuance into what his comment was about them playing at which quarters and whatnot. I think he might do some situational stuff, which will be so, kind of interesting to see throughout the game, how he mixes and matches people in there.
0: Now I see some of the comments here. I see that uh, Penny Andrews says Keenan after Josh tomorrow as to far as who's going to play. Uh, after that, Les Brown says Keenan. And now here's I want to comment to every one of these actually, because everybody's making a great point. Keenan yeah. is a vet who will play like he has the last 10 years if needed. Sure, but it's a different system in Buffalo maybe than he's accustomed to. It's a different atmosphere than most guys are accustomed to. That's why I think that that's why Matt Barkley right now is showing me that he has what we need to be our backup quarterback. That's just right now. But, of course, Barkley was also against the third stringers, and that's a great point. Keenan was going against first and second. Yes. Okay, but even though the third stringers are still talented football players and he was still moving, his, I thought his – his mechanics look solid. I'm sure that under some serious pressure, that could change. So that's a good point as well. Uh, but Jessica Tennis's case is not comfortable yet with this offense, and I agree with that. Fully agree. It's different. You got different guys out there too that aren't your that aren't your number one receivers, anyways. It's different. But I think Barkley is at this very moment. And that's why I like somebody who feels confident in that in that role at this very moment in time. But Spin also says Barkley. Is also more familiar with the offensive system. This is a new system for Keenan. Yes, that's. But hey, we also want a guy that can that can be ready to play. Not hey, he's going to learn the system. He'll learn the system over time, sure. And I'm sure that they're all three going to probably be on the team this year. That's my expectation, uh, just because of the style of play that exists with QB1. I love them, but we are going to move on from this, of course. Don't go anywhere, guys. At the very end of the show, you'll have Sauce God's Wing of the week recommendation and a little bit of hype to get you guys out of here before you kick off your weekend and get ready for that football game tomorrow. So, Lance, who do you think will stand out the absolute most for the Buffalo Bills this week?
1: I'm hoping that uh, Greg Rousseau really just uh, plays and uh, can have a couple of sacks and really looks uh, like he's on that gunpowder and gasoline formula that Von's feeding him. I really would like to see that. And then... The other thing I would like to see is for old number 49, everybody's favorite Tremaine Edmonds come out there and have a solid showing in in the preseason. (laughs) I think that that may be important for multiple reasons, but first and foremost, I just want to see, like, hey, going into the contract year, how is he going to go out there and play? You know, is he going to be loose? And are are we seeing him grow? Are we seeing him make a splash play here or there? Is he going to you know, rush at all and, and get a sack himself. You know, does he get a pick here or there? You know, so I'm hoping uh, from the defense side of the ball, it's going to be Rousseau and Edmonds. And then on offense um, standing out, I hope that uh, it's more of Shakir and Hodgins, but I want to see something kind of spectacular from James Cook. I just want to see that and uh, potentially something uh, broken, for a long gain by Singletary as well.
0: Now, I think as to who I expect to stand out this week is I'll give you a few different positions. I'll give you running back, I'll give you a receiver, and then I'll give you a defensive player. So I think a running back this week, it's going to be one of two guys, and I don't know which one. I'm trying to go back and forth here. I can't see it. It's either going to be Zach Moss, who I honestly think people slept on way too much, 100% healthy, not 90% healthy like he was, I think, previously because of the broken ankle. 100% healthy. He's running like a madman. I think maybe we're going to see something big out of him or James Cook tomorrow because James Cook did not have particularly the great, uh, great uh, the greatest first week uh, preseason. So I expect some guys bounce back after that. Some guys step up in the moment, and of course the opportunity to not see starters over there too is maybe a better shot for you to get some some chances to uh, you know to shine a little bit more. So it's going to be one of those two guys, running back as far as receiver. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Man, I think I think maybe if I'm going to keep that kind of mentality of uh, you know guys respond after a poor first week or just lack of lack of production, Jay Kumaro. I think uh, Camaro, Camaro. That's how you technically say. It. By the way, I think somebody was telling me I was pronouncing it wrong on the show. Camaro. I think that he has a chance to maybe shine a little bit this week, of course, too, because what we saw from Isaiah High. So if I'm going to keep that, you know, the competition making guys play better type attitude, and responding after that, I think Jay Camaro is probably the guy there. Then a defensive player, mm, tough. But I want to definitely say Greg Roussel, too, because, uh, again, we're going to keep that same mentality of, okay, competition Rolling, and, this, and that. And I think that Greg Roussel is uh, – Lance and him are at the gas station right now, you know, eating get drinking gasoline and eating gunpowder. I don't know, where you buy gunpowder that you can eat? but Von Miller's got it. So, of course, guys – this is the end of the built in uh the sit down on built in
1: interject one real quick. Yes. Uh Lone Wolf. So at quarterback, Josh Johnson and Brett Rippin will be the uh
0: the quarterbacks
1: that the Bills will be I was kinda wondering that
0: myself too. So we appreciate all the comments out there, all the likes and shares. Uh I'm gonna give you guys a wing recommendation before we get out of here because this is the end of the show. This week it was kind of tough. I'm not too sure of who I wanted to give you guys because I got so freaking many, right? But this week, I'm actually going to give a shout-out to my hometown of Leroy, New York, just about an hour outside of Buffalo, the Smokin' Eagle Bar. you got to get them a specific way. Smoked, fried, grilled, and get them Eagle-style at the Smokin' Eagle. They're so freaking good. My buddy Jeremy makes them tell him, Sauce God Scott sent you. I swear to God, he'll put the biggest. He might even give them to you for free. I don't know, because he's just that excited. Of course, guys, this is the sit-down on the Built-in Buffalo Network in partnership with Total Sports Buffalo, uh, Picasso's Pizza, and, of course, now, Take It IQ. Thank you very much to all you guys. And, of course, I want to thank my co-host, who has been awesome this week, by the way. Awesome every single week. And was on. We're breaking tables just last night. Awesome stuff. Make sure you guys tune in to Bill's Algae tomorrow night on Bill uh, to Buffalo as well. Follow Built to Buffalo if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to him. And I'll tell you what, guys. God bless. Have a great weekend. And everybody out there, go Bills.
1: Go Bills.